magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Thursday, February 2nd. It is six minutes after 11 and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So today is Thursday and like it has been for uh, a couple months now, there's the mentorship program with our beloved producer, Kevin, (laughs) where Rob and Kevin go out and maybe have a libation or two and they discuss life. Well, today I was invited to join. But after this this next story, after this next story, Rob, I don't know if I want to go. 600 reports of violent acts tied to Indianapolis bars, clubs, and events have happened since the year 2016. It includes 202 incidents, including gunfire, 37 rapes and sexual assaults, and 20 stabbings. So Tony Cook over at Indy Star had a, an expose on violence at Indi- bars in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot of what I thought this was interesting. This article came out today or yesterday because we have Abdul announcing that he's running for mayor of Indianapolis. Yeah, today. probably just turned in his paperwork about seven minutes ago. Yeah. And so this uh, this expose, it's really, really well done piece by Tony Cook. It goes into how, you know, who's to blame for this, why it's happening, how the state doesn't have great enforcement laws, how local the cops are really powerless for things happening in the bars to kind of shut much of that down. And really it goes to the the broader conversation here is you, you could pass this law or, or that law. And a lot of it is there's special interests that are fighting and the state legislature is not going to act because they're beholden to special interests. That happens in everything. Really what the, the broader th- theme here is that needs to be discussed is the culture of the city. Because this has been an issue for a very long time. And obviously, if we're talking about since 2016, which is the numbers you're talking about, it dovetails Mm -hmm. with when Joe Hogsett was elected mayor of the city of Indianapolis. And Joe Hogsett has failed spectacularly when it comes to crime and violence. Take out the riots. He's still been a disaster on crime and violence in the city. And if he gets elected to four more years, it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse because he is unwilling to solve the problem. And that's one thing that I told Abdul. I said, hey, listen, I am one of your constituents. I live in Indianapolis. I have the ability to vote for you or not vote for you when I happen to co-host a highly rated talk show. So... Pay attention to me and what right. I'm saying, because if you want to represent me, you have to get a handle on this. Uh, and, and you know, we talk about the, this article with Star and where the, the bar scene is in Indianapolis. And look, I am like Tom Brady. I have retired from that. Uh, and it, is, it was not a phony retirement. I, uh, I, hu- I hung it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am out of that phase of my existence where at night, mm-hmm. where you where you go out and, and do the things, mm-hmm. right? I had an MVP career. I think if there were a drinking hall of fame, I would be getting strong consideration, but I, I'm out of that equation. So we're not talking about this. I'm not talking about this for me. You're, you know, you're much the, the same way. But if you're someone Kevin's age, mm-hmm. 
because I will say this with a with all with a great deal of pride. Kevin's 27. I was in my drinking prime when I was Kevin's age. I mean, I was putting up Tom Brady esque numbers mm-hmm. year in and year out. But I also didn't fear going to Broad Ripple. I didn't fear coming to downtown. And yes, there was violence, but you at least knew in certain areas Mm -hmm. you could maneuver. Mm -hmm. Now, did you want to go down a a dark alleyway in Broad Ripple at 3 a.m.? No, that's stupid. Did you want to go, same thing here in Indianapolis? No, that's stupid. But you knew you could safely, as long as you kept your wits about you, maneuver and not risk getting shot or mugged because there was a strong law enforcement and law presence Mm -hmm. in the area. It would suck to be him right now because anywhere you go in this city, if you indeed choose to go in the city, which the capital city should be the social scene, you have to make a judgment call about 10 a.m., do I want to risk it? Is it worth it? And that sucks for yeah. young people. Well, and you know what? Because Indianapolis is such a walkable city and things are so close and it's beautiful, that's one of the reasons that all these sporting events come here. But if you're in the position where, you're, I don't know, should we go out or not, because of crime and the violence, that's not good. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I met up with a friend and she lives in Muncie. Yeah. And we were talking about where, where we're going to go and hook up. And she was like, I, I'm not coming down town so we ended up meeting in fishers last weekend met up with some friends again and we got on the conversation about cigar smoking and i said oh you ever go down to nikki blaine's downtown and the fella said to me no nobody goes downtown anymore when you want to smoke a cigar you go to blend which is in fishers yeah and his point was People, people aren't hanging out in downtown anymore because of this violence. And, and one of the things you've seen, Casey, is, and you just touched on a great point, which is because of the city's unwillingness to get crime under control and violence under control, the suburbs, like mm-hmm. places like Carmel and Fishers. Now, in Brownsburg, we just put a warehouse in every corner. So you, <laughs> there's nothing social to do in Brownsburg or any reason to stay there. But in places like Carmel and Fisher, Fishers and to some extent Zionsville, though it's a little different, mm-hmm. they have created communities mm-hmm. by which there is enough social things to do that you don't need to seek out like it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I was doing it where it was all Broad Ripple or, or downtown if you wanted to engage in a social scene. Carmel's fine now. Fishers is fine now. Zionsville is is fine now. And I think the city's really, even if they get violence under control, going to struggle to ever reclaim mm-hmm. what it once had because you've given, it, you've given it away. Yeah, exactly. It's 12 minutes after 11. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Republican lawmakers were slamming Joe Biden over his border policies. And they were somewhat laying the groundwork for an impeachment case against the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And uh, Andy Biggs from Arizona actually is introducing a new impeachment article against Mayorkas, accusing him of violating his oath of office and failing to enforce U.S. immigration law. So Mayorkas did, uh, the head of Homeland Security, did an interview and um, listen to this, how he responds to these questions. Listen to the non-answers when it comes to, do you have any idea one, who these getaways are at the border, Mm -hmm. and maybe even more importantly, where they go once they get away at the border. And the the lack of answer from him 
should really scare everyone. Some of the criticism includes, for example, the 600,000 plus getaways, folks who came into this country and did not go through the process of requesting asylum. So do you know where they are and, and who they are, the people that don't get don't request asylum when they arrive here? So for the first time since 2011, the president of the United States presented a budget successfully that increased the number of Border Patrol agents. For the first time this year, we have 300 more Border Patrol agent uh, eligibility positions than we did in the past. We are making tremendous strides. We are devoting tremendous resources to enhance our border security and we will keep at it. Do you know where they are and who they are? So, gotaways have been a challenge from year to year, regardless of the administration. Whether it's more than a million in the early part uh, of this department's administration, or it's hundreds of thousands over the ensuing years. But what we are doing is we are dedicating people uh, physical assets and an increasing reliance and use of innovative technology to enhance our visibility and our interdiction capabilities. Wow, that was a lot of buzzwords in one answer. But he, but the the government has no idea who's coming in this country, and they have no idea where they're going once they're coming. I mean, is there any way, Casey, you are the voice of reason on this show, is there any way you could hear that and not interpret that to be the reality? Well, he, yes, there's there no you got it and he even said in his answer there's hundreds of thousands during the ensuing years like he just admitted yeah this is uh, this is our fault this is our problem they clearly don't have operational control at the border okay casey when we come back i have a very important question for you how much money would you pay to see Bernie Sanders in person? Because <laughs> some people are paying a ridiculous amount of money to see Bernie Sanders in person. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about it coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. minutes after 11. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Who's that band? Is that Rat? It is. (laughs) Round and round. Uh, You know what? Here's a trending story for you. Steven Tyler has been formally named as a defendant in a lawsuit initiated last month alleging that he sexually abused a minor in the 1970s. Does that say where that lawsuit's out of? Yes, it is out of the Los Angeles County Superior Court. Okay, because New York had enacted that law, and I think we talked about this mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago on the show. That day, I uh, could not get out of my driveway and uh, was forced to do the show from home due right. to the very scary, inclement weather. Right, the dusting of snow that kept uh, you from coming in. That, that is now allowing people to, f- there's a window by which you can file what previously would have been beyond the statute of limitations or whatever the wording is to file a lawsuit. So I, it's clearly not New York. Here is my question, Casey. Mm-hmm. You're, you That report says it happened in the 1970s. Yes. How would you prove or disprove that? Okay, well, this, uh, so Steven Tyler, he's being accused of sexual assault, coercion of an abortion, and involuntary infamy. I mean, I'm not a man of the law, so I don't even know what that last thing is. But how would you, 
how would you prove or disprove it? I mean, unless there is some unless it's there paperwork pa- from the abortion. I, I, but then, but even that wouldn't. That, that, sadly, that the, they are way too common, and and in many places, certainly like California, approved of and promoted, and not illegal. And I mean, it, so. I don't understand this, how you could either side prove it or disprove it, but maybe maybe I'll be proven wrong. So she is 65 now, and Steven Tyler is 74, and she said that he used his fame and status to groom, manipulate, exploit, and sexually assault her when she was in her 20s. Also trending is Tom Hanks and Robin Wright. You remember those were the two that starred in... Forrest Gump. Yes, and Robin Wright is was Sean Penn's ex mm-hmm. now ex-wife. Right, and it was a Robert Zemeckis. How do you say his name? Zemeckis movie. Yeah, uh-huh. they're all getting back together again, and not for Forrest Gump, right? No, it's not Forrest Gump. It's not related to Forrest Gump in any way. However, Hanks and Wright will be digitally de-aged yes. for a movie, and it's called Here. I saw this. H-E-R-E. Drudge had this, and they had a snapshot of what he looked like. The, the de-aging thing is super creepy. They did this in the, what was the the Irishman? With uh, De Niro and Pacino and those guys, and uh, yeah, that was, that was super creepy. I don't like that. Did he look good? Well, he looked like a, a like younger Tom super Hanks. young Tom Hanks, but it's it's the same way that I'm good at I'm I'm good I'm pretty decent at recognizing deep fakes. Mm-hmm. Something still, and I'm sure they'll get it to the point where it doesn't. Something still just looks off to me. Digitally about altered, it. but but it's like a lot of people can't recognize. Yeah. you know the 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 deep fakes, but something still, at least in my brain, recognizes it as being a little off. The same thing with the age thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this is a person, but it's not a person, and it really freaks me out. Also trending, Lafayette, Fort Wayne, and Elkhart. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so they ranked as the top three emerging housing markets in the country. Lafayette was the number one housing market in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. Is that because of Purdue? Because why else would you move to Lafayette? No offense if you live in Lafayette. He's saying it's an affordable city and it's a good place to be. Yeah, well, Reelsville is probably affordable too, and that's not on the list. I mean, it has to be more than that. What did they? Does it list what the standards were? Measures of the local economy and lifestyle amenities. Okay. Also, a good place to make an investment. Okay, so by that standard, I could see, you know, Purdue University. Obviously, Mitch Daniels did a phenomenal job with Purdue University. Lafayette mm-hmm. has grown considerably. The problem with Lafayette is there's nothing around Lafayette. Like your life becomes Purdue. Lafayette. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever that is your life. There's no thing where I can go. You know, 20 minutes. You know, for my house, I can be downtown in 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't do that in Lafayette. It's like its own little island. So if you're okay living on that island, then... Go ahead and invest. Yeah. Okay. 22 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Bernie Sanders, you want to see this guy? <laughs> the best part about Bernie Sanders was the meme that went around a few years ago. With the mittens? Yeah. Mittens with the, meme? <laughs> with the mittens, exactly. But if you'd like to see Bernie Sanders complain about capitalism, you can. He's going on tour. How much is it going to cost you? 95 bucks. So Bernie Sanders is charging $95. Mm -hmm. The tickets are going for as much as, we should be clear, $95 to see 
him on stage mm-hmm. doing a tour called It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. So let me review this. Bernie That Sand- goes along with the book that he's got coming out, right? Oh, he's got a book coming out, too. Yeah. Isn't that the name of the book? It's Okay to Be Angry oh, yes, About Capitalism? Yes, yes, you're right. Okay. And in, this is, uh, according to the Midwesterner, in 2016, Sanders earned $858,000 in book royalties. So a guy is writing a book and doing a book tour mm-hmm. in which he's making gobs and gobs of money telling you you should be angry about people making gobs and gobs of money. Man, the left is stupid, Casey. <laughs> so this event is going to take place at the Anthem in Washington, D.C. on March 1st. And it, why isn't he having a free event if he doesn't like capitalism? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> make it the, free. How? And, and Go look, to a coffee shop with a megaphone. Well, you know, P.T. Barnum, I think it was P.T. Barnum, said there's a sucker born every minute. Mm-hmm. And in the case of the left, they all just congregated together because I don't care what your political ideology is, little more government, little less government, whatever. How do you not look at this and go, this guy is making gobs of money off giving a speech or a play or a one man show or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm off being angry about people making gobs and gobs of money. Yeah, earning millions of dollars, owning multiple homes. <laughs> he sure likes making money for someone who doesn't like capitalism. And do you see the irony that he is selling the tickets for this show on Ticketmaster? Oh, yeah. Doesn't the left hate Ticketmaster? Aren't they evil? Yeah, because they've been gouging consumers with mysterious fees. But Bernie Sanders is going to going to keep doing it. Uh, all right. So when we come back, mm-hmm. Donald Rainwater is going to join yeah, us. Yeah, we're going to talk about property taxes with him. He had an idea when he was running for governor and I think it's a pretty decent idea. You know why I think it you think it is a pretty decent idea? Why? Because it is. Oh, okay. And it really helps you the homeowner and and doesn't help the government and yeah. well that's the exact opposite of what we've got uh, going on today. All right, we'll talk with him next from 93 WIBC. Hey, you know, it is Thursday and Thursday is just well 1 2 3 days away from Sunday. And this Sunday if you are looking for a new church home or even a first church home, please consider checking out my friends at Life. Church. Life Church is warm. They're welcoming. They would love, love, love the opportunity to meet you and your family. Life Church has campuses across central Indiana, including in Fishers, in Noblesville, in Eagle Creek, and Pendleton, in addition to really fabulous online services. You can learn more about Life Church by checking out their website. And that website is lifechurchin.com. Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And Casey, did you know today they wrap up week four of the Indiana General Assembly? And what's going on with property taxes? Have they addressed that? Well, let's count it off here. Week one, mm-hmm. week two, yeah. week three, yeah. week four. Here we go. That's uh, that's basically a month they've yeah. been here. Yeah. And did you know they still have absolutely no plan to help people with rising assessments and property taxes? Well, that's because we've got to study the data. Well, you've got to study. you got a state sandwich. you got a name. you got a state nickname. you got got... Uh, a billion dollars you got to give to Holcomb for sweetheart land deals. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, Casey. And so we just wanted to take this uh, moment as the Indiana General Assembly wraps up today. Remind everybody they still have no plan. And when we talk property taxes, we talk to the guy who had the best plan. He was the 2020 Libertarian nominee for governor. Donald Rainwater joins us on the drivehubler.com hotline. Rainwater, they've still got no plan. Well, happy Groundhog's Day, uh, Robin Casey. <laughs> We're a month in. How do they not have a plan? Well, it, 
Uh, you know what? I woke up this morning to Sonny and Cher playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's the same thing a different day. Um, they, they have a plan. Uh, I, I believe wholeheartedly they have a plan, and their plan is to uh, bleed as much money from the citizens of the state of Indiana as they can in order to continue to uh, fund all of the things they want to do to expand big government in Indiana, like Senate Bill 4, uh, where they're going to you know, uh, increase the uh, local health department's uh, um, uh, budgets uh, they're they're as long as they come along for the ride and do as they're told. Yeah, uh, so, and they need the money to do that. So I, look, I look at these guys, and Jim Lucas was a real tough guy. And I know you're buddies with Lucas, but he was a real tough guy. Weeks before the legislative session, how do you know there's no plan? We're a month in, and I I thought you know at at some point they would at least throw something out there that they'd say, look, maybe if we just give this to them, people won't research it and go away. Way. There is no unified position on helping people with property taxes. No, because it's here again that they don't really care about the individual citizen in the state of Indiana. It's all about the collective. It's it's a very you know socialist attitude. Um, they're they're worried about big government and government running things and government telling us how to live our lives. And so their plan is to continue the status quo. Happy Groundhog's Day. So we've been told that the assessors are assessing the properties higher based on sales of neighboring houses, construction costs, availability. And Rob had mentioned that you had a plan. What would you like to see done? Well, what I'd like to see done, Casey, is for us to abolish the the property tax on everybody's uh, primary residents, but since they're not going to do that, uh, you know, Plan B is to make the one uh, percent cap based on the purchase price of your property, so it never increases. Yeah. So that when you buy a piece of property, you know what your property taxes are going to be for the length of time you own that property, and I would extend that to if you will that property to someone else uh, and, and that stays with them the same way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Donald Rainwater is our guest. He was our, the 2020 Libertarian nominee for governor. I, I don't think, let me ask you this, let me ask it this way. Uh, do you think they don't know or they don't care, A, what a big deal this is to so many people, and B, how much this is actually going to hurt people when these new bills are due? Rob, the reality is, is the only, the only people they care about giving tax breaks to are large corporations from out of state and out of the country. They are, they are focused on giving huge tax incentives to corporations, and the average citizen in the state of Indiana is an afterthought. The only thing they care about is continuing to take income taxes and property taxes and excise taxes from the citizens to support all of the huge tax breaks they give corporations. 
when you were running for governor, and you obviously did markedly better than any other libertarian in the history of the state, but I was amazed at the amount of people who I would see on social media who would say, yeah, that Holcomb is terrible, and yeah, the Republicans are doing this and they're doing that. Oh, great, so you're going to vote for Rainwater. Well, you know, I just, uh, just, I, just <laughs> I can't do it. At some point, and Casey and I talk about this quite a bit, what else is there left for us to do here between 9 and noon to show people how awful these Republicans are? What else was left for their, for you to do as a candidate to show how awful these people are? I mean, they don't like you. If you're a regular person, the Republican Party in this state does not like you. I don't know how else to make it more clear to people and get them to get away from these people. What else can I do, Don? Well, I don't know that there's anything else that you and Casey can do other than to continue what you're already doing. But what we I think what we have to do uh, overall is get the message out across the state of Indiana. And that's going to be incumbent on uh, real liberty minded candidates to go out and raise money and and get the message out and do the marketing to, to let people know that there is a viable, uh, realistic option. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, all these folks that, uh, that say they're for limited government and that, that say they realize what's going on and it needs to change, they need to change two things. They need to stop voting the way they've been voting, and they need to stop donating yeah. to these candidates and these, these campaigns because the reality is, is they're feeding the beast. Yeah. Um, and as long as the beast gets fed... It's going to continue to grow. Rainwater, I was pretty impressed with you yesterday because you're on social media, but you don't, you're not usually like hot take guy on social media. But uh, Rainwater had a big old hot take on Jim Banks yesterday. And I thought this was awesome, Casey, because the Banks people are getting very angry at me because, go ahead. Well, Banks was just endorsed by Trump yesterday. Well, the Banks people are very angry at me because I have the audacity to point out, like, Banks' actual stuff that he does mm-hmm. instead of the stuff he puts on social media. Mm-hmm. And Rainwater, you made a great point about Banks, which is for the guy who portrays himself as Johnny Tough Guy, Mr. Liberty and Freedom. He didn't say bull crap when Holcomb was shutting the state down and trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. Absolutely. And, and the reality is, is who did? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I also posted about uh, Senator Mike Braun. Where was he? Mm. You know, he wants to run for governor. Where was he? And the question you have to ask is if he didn't speak out against what Holcomb did, that would be an indication that if he were given the chance, he'd do the same thing. Is that what Hoosiers want? Is that what they need? Is, is somebody else who would do the same thing that, uh, uh, Governor Holcomb did during the pandemic, shut down places of worship, shut down small businesses, uh, and, and destroy the, the Hoosier economy. Uh, and I think we need to look and say, you know, uh, there there was one guy who stood up and said this is wrong Thank in you. 2020. Thank Where's you. everybody else? I'm raising my hand. Thank Where you. Oh, that wasn't about there... me. Sorry, Don. That was about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One guy running for office. Uh, yeah, no, oh, there it is. That. We'll rephrase it. Hey, Don. But, but can... This is something we need to think about, is where were these people who are going to run in 2024, mm-hmm. where were they in 2020? Yeah. What easy were to they ta- focused on? Yeah, easy to talk tough now. Right. Uh, Don, before I let you go, you've been coming on various shows of mine for basically three years now. Can you clarify, at no time have you ever been injured? 
uh, on your show? Yeah, you've never been injured. <laughs> no, Michael. absolutely. And, you, and you've and it's, it's it's always been a positive experience for me. Well, the, and you've always been treated very fairly, and we haven't uh, you know insulted your mother or anything. Not that I remember. Well, we're just asking because Jim Banks, you know, he's a real tough guy or portrays himself as a real tough guy. He will not come on the show. So we were just going to get that out there so his people would hear that uh, you as a guest, you have never been injured in any shape, form, or uh, or fashion coming on this program. <laughs> no, and you have asked me some questions that uh, uh, I was not you know, 100% comfortable answering, but I answered them. So, I, you know, I feel like anybody who comes on your show is going to get a fair shake. Yeah, we just want to know about the Kevin McCarthy stuff. We're just very interested in the ch professional cheerleading for Kevin McCarthy in the 15 votes. I think that's a very fair uh, thing to, to ask Jim about. All right, uh, where can people find you? What are you doing now? Well, you can, you know, you can still find me at uh, rainwaterforindiana.com. Uh, you can find me for rain, uh, at Rainwater for Indiana on Facebook and uh, on Twitter as well. All right, so Abdul made his announcement today on our show that he's running for the mayor of Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. You have to, if indeed you were so inclined to run for governor again, you have to make it on our show. Is that a fair deal? Well, uh, if in case that were to happen, then it would definitely happen on your show. Very good. See how easy that was and no one was injured. Donald Rainwater, thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Casey. Yes. Can I start this segment with a question for kevin sure kevin what's up as a man what is the most painful thing you can imagine like what as a man what would be the most painful thing that would happen to you and say there's nothing more painful than that um probably to uh lose a limb of some sort mm -hmm. what if you lost your penis <laughs> That'd be pretty painful. Casey, would you like to do the next story? Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Dismembered human penis found in the parking lot of an Alabama gas station. Could you, you totally, you totally, uh, you wimped out reading that. You didn't even want to read it, and it's a legitimate news story, Casey, and that's why we're doing it, because the public needs to know. The headline started out shocking. <laughs> But then as I got into the story, it turned really sad and morose, actually. What would not be sad about the headline you just read? Dismembered human penis found in a parking lot of an Alabama gas station. Now, imagine- You can't say that- You can't read that anymore. It's just too painful for me to even hear out loud. <laughs> you want me to stop talking about it? No, I'm it? just saying don't read the headline anymore. Okay, so here's the story. This guy- he and this is where the part part of the story gets sad. He was riding his motorcycle, uh huh, and he was in an accident, uh huh, and he was torn to pieces. Stop. Yeah, it's it hurts, right? It's sad. It's gross. It's you feel pain, don't you? The headline made me feel pain, Casey. I thought we had already established that. Wait, so you said he was in an accident and that's how it happened? Yes, he was riding his motorcycle on US-10 in Mobile, Alabama, and he was hit by multiple cars and his body was torn 
to pieces. That's a quote from the article. Jeez. Torn to pieces. Yes. Horrific, right? Yeah. And one of the pieces of his body that was torn off was... Nope, don't say it. Don't say it. His penis. Casey! I don't want to laugh because it's gross and it's sad. And I ride a motorcycle and I've actually ridden a motorcycle on US 10 in Mobile. This is my question to you, Casey, Mm -hmm. is does this give you pause Mm -hmm. when you read stories like this about riding a motorcycle? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't like to hear that about anybody. Why do you ride a motorcycle? Why do you do do it? It's wind therapy. It's what? Wind therapy. What the hell is that? I just, you know, it's like... You get in your own space. You get on the bike and oh. you go and it's work the problems out in your head uh-huh. with therapy. Sure. It's liberating. Liberating. I imagine. There but, the, you go. But, the, but this is not, if this man had been in a car, it, I don't know. Maybe it would have still been in an accident. I don't know what caused the accident. I don't know. But he would not have ended up with the ending that he ended up with. Which is. Nope. Don't. <laughs> Stop. He was struck by multiple vehicles, and only one driver remained at the scene. What? Yeah. He's, geez. Yeah. Serious? Yeah. He was hit by multiple cars, so and only one person wait, 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 stuck around. Wait, wait, wait. So it's one thing. Okay, it's bad enough if you see a man get hit by a car and do not stop. Yeah. However, you're telling me that people who hit him did not stop. Correct. That's why I said, at first, the headline is shocking, but then it gets sad and morose and disturbing. You're telling me, oops, I ran over someone. Oh, well, someone else will take care of it. Yeah. That sounds like a crime to me, Casey. I think if you hit someone, you're obligated to stay at the scene. I think that is a crime. It's called hit and run. Yeah, that's why they call it hit and run. Right. You hit and then you ran. Right. And multiple people did that. As his poor body was torn apart multiple times and ways. I've got a question. So, you said this was found in the parking lot of a gas, of a gas station. station. So, did it just get airborne and ended up in the parking lot or like That's what you're pondering, Kevin? I originally when I heard the the headline, I thought that someone had cut Me it too. off and then placed it in the parking so lot. So did I. So, Until how did I read the that's article? That's why you put it on the template. You thought this will be some revenge love story. And you're going to do I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. I thought there were a lot of really um, bad jokes that could have been made. But then when I read the story farther, See, I this, was disturbed. This is this tells us a lot about Casey. Mm-hmm. When she thought it was going to be a love, tri- a love story, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, she was all about it. But then when she found out it was something that she's familiar with, mm-hmm. well, now she doesn't want any part of it. Well, I mean... It, it, a me, yeah. Again, NIMBY, not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with this country, Casey. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to dance until the dance affects them, and then they don't want to dance anymore. Well, imagine working at the gas station, or you pull up, you fill up your car, and you're like, "What is that?" <laughs> and you get a little closer, and you poke it with a stick or something, and realize what it is. What would you do if you stumbled across that? Well, I wouldn't run away. I wouldn't flee the scene. Like the, I, I'm more concerned about the people who fleed, who fleed, fled, fleed, <laughs> fled the scene. Fled the scene. Those are the people that really have me. I mean, because something caused this, and it, let's face it, it was probably something inadvertent, right? I don't know if the article details that or not. No, it doesn't. It doesn't okay. mention what happened. So, and, and look, anytime there's an accident, you could theoretically, you know, things happen. You could run over someone, whatever. That, that that happens. It's unfortunate, but it happens. But the idea that no one was stopping. Right. And that he was hit by multiple vehicles. 
And people knew that because it still drove on. It's one thing like if you hit a bird Uh or you ran over a squirrel. I don't think you're obligated to stop. A squishable? A what? A squishable. (laughs) Is that a biker term? It is. If you hit an animal, it's called a squishable. You have that little regard for hum- uh, for uh, animal life that I you, didn't, you I give didn't it little make, nicknames? I didn't make the word, Rob. It's just what it is. It's called a squishable. Okay, so I don't think you're obligated to stop if you run over a small, wild animal of some sort. But a human. I mean, I would think right. if you hit a dog, you would be like, oh my gosh, is that dog okay? Yeah. Does the dog have a tag? Does right. the whatever. Right. Much as a human. Yes, I, I know. And the fact that multiple cars hit him. I mean, it's... What an uplifting way to end our show, Casey. Thanks for choosing that story. We appreciate it. I said I wanted to do it third in this segment. This... You said no right out of the gate with it. Yeah, I think uh, I just had some brownies. I think I'm going to get sick. <laughs> Can we talk about this high school coach? Oh, yes. You want to talk about oh, this please. lady? Yes, absolutely. She was fired after posing as a 13-year-old in a JV basketball game. So the coach is 22 years old. She's mm-hmm. a female basketball coach. And she poses as a 13-year-old mm-hmm. to dominate. Dominate the JV basketball game. Yes. Well, the player was away at a tournament. Yeah. So they knew that they were going to be short on so the she, bench, she right? Per, she, like she pretended to be. Did she pretend? She, she pretend, pretended to be the player yeah. who was away at a tournament. How do you think with a bunch of little girls that that's not going to be given up? Like, <laughs> clearly they're not like not knowing that's not the, the player on their team. They know it's the coach. You think they're going to keep a secret? Like, did they? Have Were a, they giggling? Did they have a group meeting before the game? Okay, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I'm her. Yeah, I'm gonna be Cheryl today, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, don't tell anyone. So uh, she's a full grown ass woman playing with a bunch of junior high kids. But it or wasn't. Whatever. It wasn't even a varsity game. No, it was a JV game. It was the JV game. She just needed one more day in the sunshine, right? So does the fact that there were mitigating circumstances make it any better that she filled in? The fact that she knew her player was gone. Mitigating circumstances. Well, it's not like she was like, I want to play. She's a 22-year-old grown-ass woman pretending to be a child, Casey. <laughs> no. There are no mitigating circumstances. No. Okay. So her and the varsity head coach were all fired. <laughs> no. Well, I guess I was going to say no kidding, but in today's day and age, that's refreshing. At least they got fired. Uh, the school is investigating the incident, and the student's family is asking for an apology. Like... The family of the girl she pretended to be. Isn't that a be. crime to impersonate someone else? Like, I could not call, uh, whatever, the cellular telephone company and pretend to be Kevin, right? I mean, I couldn't call Kevin's bank and pretend to be Kevin. Yeah. Isn't that a crime? Isn't impersonating someone else? Isn't that an offense of some sort? You can't like impersonate an officer or a doctor, right? I, I think you could act like you're Kevin. This What, what state was this in? It was in Virginia. Okay, the people of Virginia need to get on this. If this is not a law that you as a grown-ass woman coach cannot Mm -hmm. impersonate little girls you're supposed to be coaching, if that's not a crime, it should absolutely be a crime. Let's get someone on that. Now, we don't know how tall she was, but can you imagine? I mean, she's driving the lane for a layup. Yeah. Can you imagine her setting a pick? Hey, Casey, a 22-year-old woman looks different than a 13-year-old girl. I agree. She, I agree. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
Okay, more Americans name the government as the nation's top problem. No, this woman is the nation's top problem. <laughs> I the, no no the, the, okay, read the poll real quick because yeah, this was go a ahead. Ga- this was a Gallup poll. They say uh, the government is the nation's top problem, followed by inflation. No, you know who's number one, Casey? <laughs> the people who run over people and then leave the scene, followed yeah. closely by the twenty-two-year-old woman who pretends to be thirteen to win a basketball game. Yeah, those those aren't good people, are they? All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.